Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Comedy podcast. Welcome to episode seventy-two of season four of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Clifford Goldsmith gained fame in 1938 with his Broadway play, What a Life, which opened at the Biltmore Theater on April 3rd. It was a huge success, running for 538 performances, and was adapted into a film which appeared in 1939. The success of the play launched its own radio show, The Aldrich Family, based on one of the characters in the play, Henry Aldrich, which was played by Ezra Stone. Stone reprised his Broadway role on the radio program, and Goldsmith was hired to write the scripts. By 1943, Goldsmith was radio's highest-paid writer, earning $3,000 a week, which was equivalent to $65,000 today. By 1946, other writers took over the script writing, with Goldsmith supervising. When the show transitioned to television from 1949 to 53, Goldsmith also was that show's sole scriptwriter for its first year, before additional staff were hired. Later, Goldsmith also wrote for such TV shows as Leave It to Beaver, The Flying Nun, The Donna Reed Show, Petticoat Junction, and Dennis the Menace. He died in 1971, age 72. Ember May Cecil was an Australian actress who got her start on the radio show Nightbeat at the age of 12, and appeared in numerous stage roles throughout her teen years. She won the role of Janie Dutton on the popular Australian radio sitcom Life with Dexter in 1953, which she continued to play for the next 11 years. Her other radio roles were Life Can Be Beautiful, Blue Hills, and Dr. Paul. She continued acting in the theater throughout the rest of her life, as well as a few television movies, such as Division 4 in the 70s and The Outcast in the 60s. She died in 1998, aged 59. Now sit back and enjoy the February 2nd, 1949 broadcast of The Aldrich Family, and the episode Selling New Cars from The Life of Dexter, starring Amber May Cecil. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Three Aldrich. Coming, Mother. Yes, it's the Aldrich family based on characters originated by Clifford Goldsmith and starring Ezra Stone as Henry with Jackie Telk as Homer. And yes, it's the Jell-O family with its three famous desserts. Jell-O in those six delicious flavors... Regular Jell-O puddings with that old-fashioned homemade flavor and Jell-O tapioca puddings. A miracle of goodness, a marvel of speed. Everyone's a Jell-O good fellow, a very good Jell-O good fellow. So rich, so tempting and mellow. J-E-L-L-O. And now for the Aldrich family. One seventeen Elm Street, Centerville, is your own house, or the house on the next block, or that house right around the corner in your memories. And the important person in and out of it is always a typical teenage boy like Henry Aldrich. The scene opens at the Aldrich breakfast table. It is Saturday morning. Oh, Esther, we have to now, Sam. It started out to be such a nice day. The air is brisk. The sun is shining. Why ruin it by discussing Henry's report card? But, dear, have you seen it? I signed it. But have you seen it? You don't think I signed Henry's report card with my eyes closed, do you? Yes. How, Alice? If you'd looked at it, you'd certainly be more upset. And I'm sure we ought to have his basal metabolism taken. His what? His basal metabolism, Sam. It's at the bottom of a lot of things these days. 
Not report cards. Alice, there's nothing wrong with Henry that some hard work won't cure. He's just got to learn to stop procrastinating and buckle down. That's right, dear, and I think you should speak to him about it. Yes, Alice, I will. Tomorrow. Why can't you do it today? Alice, the sun is shining, the air is brisk, and it's Saturday, Henry's day of rest. Sam Aldrich, if you ask me, you could do with a little buckling down yourself. Henry? Yes, Mother? Come in here, please. Alice. And, dear, if he has any homework, I think he should do it right now. You were calling I, Mother? Yes, dear. Your father has something to say to you. He has? Oh, boy. Now, I'll answer the phone. Yes, Father? Henry. Henry, what I want to say is... Yes, sir? What I want to say... Father, if it's going out of your head, I don't mind dropping the whole thing until it comes back. I haven't forgotten, Henry. Sit down. Sit down? But, Father... Henry. Yes, Father, I'm sat. I mean, sit. Are they seated? Henry, your mother and I have just been discussing your report card. You have? On a nice day like this? I had the same reaction. Henry, don't you think it's about time you buckled down and started to worry about your schoolwork? Gee, I do worry about it, Father. You do? I give you my word, there's nothing I worry about more. I'm glad to hear that. But I'd be glad to do a little extra worrying, if it would ease your mind. That's very cooperative of you, Henry, but there's one method we ought to try first. There is? What? Work. Work? Yes. Father, when you say work, how do you mean that? Just the way it sounds. Good, hard, industrious effort. Oh. I want you to buckle down and really put your mind to your studies. Yes, sir. Now, what homework do you have this weekend? This weekend? Oh, gee, that's a wonderful part, Father. I practically don't have any at all. None at all? Well, just a few simple geometry problems. And gee whiz, I can knock those off in five minutes. Good. Suppose you take five minutes right now and start knocking. Yeah, what? <laughs> But, Father, when I said five minutes, I was thinking of five minutes Monday morning when my brain will have a whole weekend's rest. Henry, your mother and I have taken all the procrastinating we're going to. You're not to leave the house until your geometry is done. But, Father... Is that clear? Yes, sir. Sam, could I speak to you out here in the hall? Yes, Alice. Now get to work, Henry. Yes, Father. But I'm really much better at homework on Monday morning. Sam, you didn't tell him to do his homework now, did you? Yes, why? That was Homer on the phone, and I'm afraid we've made a terrible mistake. In what way? He's on his way over here. Alice, I'm afraid that's a mistake we can no longer avoid. Dear, you don't understand. We didn't realize that the boys have a date to go ice skating with Kathleen and Agnes. So wouldn't it be just as well if he did his homework Sunday evening? Alice, after I ordered him to do it now? But, Sam, this is Saturday, his day of rest. <sighs> Suppose I do this, Alice. Suppose I help him. You will? Well, that might help. But nevertheless, dear, I'm certainly going to write a note to Mr. Bradley. That was principal. Why? Sam, they have no right to ruin a boy's entire weekend this way. Especially on the last good ice skating day of the year. Oh, will you answer that, dear? I'm on the stove. Hello. Hello, Sam. This is Will Brown. Yes, Will. Sam, I just looked outdoors, and it's a wonderful day. Yes, isn't it? The sun is shining. There's that old snap in the air. And I thought, why stay cooped up in the house? Why not call good old Sam and spend the afternoon bowling? Bowling? Why not? You mean, why be cooped up in the house when you can be cooped up in the bowling alley? But, Sam, I have to get out of the house. Elizabeth's trying to get me to shellac the dining room floor. Shellac it? Sure. That's her favorite indoor sport, trying to get me to shellac. So what do you say? Aren't you in the mood to bowl, Sam? Oh, I'm in the mood, all right. Good. Then suppose you pick me up right away. Well, I'll tell you, there's a, a little matter I have to clean up first. Oh, you mean Alice has stuck you with some job? No, no, no. It's just, uh, just, uh, Will, it's nothing I can't finish in five minutes. Okay, I'll be waiting for you. So long, Sam. Goodbye, Will. Henry! I'm in the dining room, Father, buckling down on my homework. Good. Mother told me about your helping me, and boy, I certainly appreciate That's it. That's quite all right. Now, let's get started. Hey, Henry. Gee, sounds like Homer. Doesn't sound like anyone else. Hi, Hen. Hi, Mr. Aldrich. Boy, what a day. What a day. Homer. Is that an apple in that food bowl? Homer, don't bite it. It's wax. It is. Boy, what a day. Come on, Henry, let's go. Let's go? Sure, are we meeting the girls at 12? Well, 
first, Homer, there's a little matter my father and I have to get out of the way. What little matter? My geometry homework. You're going to do that now? What do you do Monday during lunch? Oh, by the fewer interruptions we have, the quicker we'll finish. So would you please sit quietly in the corner? Yes, sir. Now, Henry. Henry, did I tell you about that trick Agnes and I worked out? Uh, Homer, if... We're skating along gracefully, see? And then all of a sudden, she grabs me by the wrist and throws me over her shoulder. Homer, I... Uh... And when I come down there, she is to grab me again. Homer! Yes, Mr. Aldrich. I'll shut up. Good. Now... Is that banana wax, too? It is. Oh. The pear, too? Homer, I'm sure Mrs. Ulrich must have something edible in the kitchen. Yes, sir. You don't mind my leaving? Not a bit. You won't be long, will you, Henry? No, gee, if we buckle down, we'll be through in no time. Henry, how many problems have you done so far? How many? Well, there's one in particular I'm sort of stuck on. Which one? The first. I see. Well, let's get to work on it. Yes, sir. Uh, just as soon as I get this lampshade fixed. What's wrong with it? Well, gee whiz, did you ever notice how it tilts? Boy, you can hardly concentrate. Excuse me. Where are you going? To get a pair of pliers so we can work with a free mind. Henry, sit down. Yes. You'll never get anywhere if you keep on procrastinating. Yes. Now, what's the problem you're stuck on? Um, Farmer Gray has a field that is 900 feet on one side, 800 feet on the parallel side, and the remaining sides are 100 feet each. If the field is in the shape of a tra trapezoid, what is the area? Henry, that can't be right. But, but I copied it right off the blackboard, Father. The field is in the shape of a what? Trapezoid. Oh. Oh, trapezoid. Well, that shouldn't be hard. Um, do you have your pencil, Henry? Yes, sir. And your ruler and your paper? Yes, sir. All right, then, Henry. Now, first tell me, what is a trapezoid? What is it? Well, Henry, you can't expect to find the area unless you know what it is. But, Father, that's the whole thing. I, I don't even remember Miss Bennett ever even mentioning trapezoids. Hey, Ken, do either of you have a nutcracker on you? <laughs> a nutcracker? All your mother had to eat that wasn't in a can with these walnuts. Homer, you'll find my hammer in the basement. Yes, sir. Henry, do you think you'll be through by the time I'm all cracked? Homer, just run along. Yes, Mr. Aldrich, I'll leave you alone. Let's hurry, Henry. Suppose you look up trapezoids. Where's your math book? Why, in my lunchbox. You're having it for lunch? No, sir, I, I put it in there so I'd be sure not to forget to bring the book home from school. Well, please get it. Well, that's just it. I forgot my lunchbox. You don't have a book at all? No, sir. So couldn't you just tell me what a trapezoid is? A trapezoid, of course, uh, now, as I remember it, uh, a trapezoid is a... A trapezoid is a sort of... Uh... Yes, Father? Henry, you'll never learn by my telling you. The thing for you to do is look it up. <laughs> but where, Father? Doesn't Homer have a geometry book? Sure, but it's probably in his house. Well, ask him to get it. But, Father... And please hurry, Henry. A certain gentleman is waiting for me on a very urgent matter. <laughs> Oh, hello, Alice. Elizabeth, I'm writing a letter to Mr. Bradley, and I wondered if you'd be interested in signing it, too. What sort of a letter, Alice? About the amount of homework they give the boys. I say, dear Mr. Bradley, as one of your mothers, I'm deeply concerned about my son's weekend. Henry has homework over the weekend? Yes. Well, isn't Homer lucky? He never has any. But aren't he and Henry in the same class? That's true, they are. He must have homework. I should think so. You know what Homer's trouble is he takes after Will, always putting things off. He does? Alice, I'd hate to tell you how long I've been after Will to shellac my dining room floor. I asked him this morning, and he said he's going bowling with Sam. Sam? Sam's going bowling? Isn't he? Well, right now he's working on a trapezoid with Henry. You don't say. Well. Elizabeth. Oh, my goodness, it's Will. I'd better hang up before he gets away. All right. Goodbye, Elizabeth. Goodbye. Will, I'd like to speak to you. Elizabeth, have you seen my bowling shoes? Your bowling shoes? They're in my broom closet. What are they doing there? They're so comfortable to do housework in. Elizabeth. And anyway, Will Brown, you won't need them. Why not? If Sam Aldridge can fix Alice's trapezoid, you can select my shoes. Fix her what? Oh, 
Don't stand around asking questions. Suppose you start. But, Elizabeth, it's too humid to shellac. You used the same excuse in July. But, Elizabeth... I... Will Brown, how would you like to have sweetbreads for dinner every day from now on? Sweetbreads? Elizabeth... Well, you're going to get them if that floor isn't done today. But Sam will be here any minute. Mother. Elizabeth! Mother, have you seen my geometry book anywhere? Where did you put it? I don't remember. I always put things like that right out of my mind as soon as I get home on Friday. Well, I haven't seen it. And Homer... Oh, there it is on the hall table. Excuse me. Wait a minute, Homer. Didn't you promise to help me select the dining room floor? Sure. When the time came that you couldn't get out of it. Well, the time has come. (laughs) Get the brushes and let's start. Homer, start shellacking and shut up. Henry, go back and look through that encyclopedia again. Gee whiz, Father, I did four times, and I give you my word, trapezoid's nowhere in there. Henry, it must be. Everything's in the encyclopedia. But it isn't. It goes from trapani to trap shooting. Oh, I know. Remember when little cousin Bertram visited us last summer? What about him? Boy, if there was one thing he liked to do, it was cut pictures out of books. You suppose he took trapezoids with him? That's a fine thing. Let me at that phone. Father, who are you calling? Mr. Query, my accountant, and find out once and for all what a trapezoid is. Number two. Uh, Elma 494. Elma Do you think Mr. Query can help us? If he can't, no one can. I've never seen anyone who could do the things with figures that he can. Hello? Oh, hello, Mr. Query. This is Mr. Allridge. Why, hello, Mr. Allridge. I've been trying to get you all week. Every time I call your office, you're in conference. Uh, yes. We I don't know. have too much time left to get your books in order. Uh, yes, I know, and I'm very anxious to have them out of the way, naturally. You but... are? Good. Well, I'll be right over. What? All I have to do is get your books together and sharpen my pencil. But, Mr. Cleary... I don't usually work on Saturdays, but if we buckle down, we should be through in two or three hours. Two or three? Goodbye. Uh, Mr. Cleary, come back. Mr. Cleary, I don't have time to. Mr. Cleary, I'm in conference. <laughs> Homer, that's the oldest mistake in the world. But, Father, I thought you were leaving room down at your end for us to get out. You thought I was leaving. <laughs> now we're stuck in the middle of the dining room floor, surrounded by wet shellac. Oh. Elizabeth! Well, do you have to shout all up? Well, wouldn't you know it? Elizabeth, let's be constructive. Get us out of here. Dear, I'm afraid you'll have to stay there until the shellac dries. What? What? And while you're there, Homer, here. Catch. If Henry can do his homework, you can do yours. But, Elizabeth, what about me? You can help Homer. Help Homer? Father, gee whiz, Mother, have a heart. Uh, Do you see it, Henry? Could you boost me higher, Father? There. Is it on that top shelf? No, Father. Well, that's a fine thing. I was positive I saw it out here in the garage. Gee whiz, Father, what good is a mechanic's handbook at a time like this? It's might cover trapezoid. But, Father, do you realize it's past 12? I realize it, Henry. I realize it very well. And we're not going to waste any more time. What's the name of your math teacher? Miss Bennett. Why? We're going straight over to her house and ask for help. Miss Bennett? Do you think that's why? Why? I mean, asking her to see me on a weekend, considering what she goes through all week. Henry, come along. Sam! Oh, back in the garage, Henry. Quick! Strawberry! Mother, what's wrong? Sam, are you out that's there, Mr. Cliff. Sam? If he gets his hands on me, I'll be trapped for the rest of the day. Henry, get behind the car. Sam! Mr. Aldrich! Henry, keep down. That's strange. He told me he was very anxious to get those books audited. Mr. Cleary, you don't suppose he meant for you to meet him at his office, do you? You think so? Well, perhaps you ought to drive down there. Perhaps I'd better. Uh, Let me close those garage doors for you. Mr. Cleary, you didn't snap the padlock, did you? Yes. Why? Well, it's just that the lock's gotten terribly rusty and Mr. Aldrich keeps putting off oiling it. One of these days, we're not going to be able to get it open at all. Hello? Elizabeth, this is Alice. Is Will there? Why, yes, Alice, only... Could you send him over to our house right away? But he's still in the middle of his shellac. What? Alice, what's wrong? Our car seems to have a short circuit in the horn. It just keeps blowing and blowing. Oh, my. And it's locked in the garage and Sam's disappeared. 
here. Alice, Gus is here now. I'll send him over. Would you? Thank you, Elizabeth. Goodbye. Goodbye. Gus? Oh, Gus. Yeah? Could you go over to the Aldridge's? Their car horn is stuck and the garage door is locked. Oh, sure thing. Goodbye, Gus. Mother. Homer. How did you get out of the dining room? Mother, never mind me. It's Father. What happened? We were standing there in the middle of the room, see, and Father said he couldn't stand being cooped up with me in Trapezoid's boat, so he did it. Did what? He tried to jump from the middle of the dining room to the living room doorway. Oh, dear. And you know what happened? Of course. He didn't make it. Mother, that isn't the point. He was carrying his pot of shellac when he jumped. Henry, do you see Miss Bennett anywhere on the ice? Not yet, Father, but I'm keeping my eyes open. Are you still upset? Henry, I'd rather not discuss it. Yes, sir. But you'd think Gus could have gotten us out of the garage without breaking down the door with an axe. (laughs) Henry, what does Miss Bennett look like? Gee, you can't miss her. She's sort of... Well, gee, she's very healthy. Healthy? How? Why, in a big way. I see. Henry Aldrich! Oh, boy, Kathleen! So you finally showed up! Realize it's nearly three o'clock? Kathleen, let me explain. That's not necessary. And it might interest you to know that Agnes and I had a wonderful time skating with Charlie Clark. Charlie? Yes. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going over to see if Charlie's resting comfortably. Something happened to him? Agnes threw him over her shoulder, and she wasn't there when he came down. <laughs> Kathleen, listen. Goodbye, Henry Alton. But Kathleen... Never mind, Kathleen Henry. Look over there. Is that Miss Bennett? Where? Well, gee whiz. Father, do you think a math teacher should go around in public doing figure eights? Is that what she's doing? She's trying to. Miss Bennett? Oh, Miss Bennett! Miss Bennett! Oh, God. I'm Miss Bennett. Henry Aldridge, could I please speak to you? Oh, stop me, Henry. Stop me. Father, quit. I thought you... Oh, my. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Isn't this... Miss <laughs> um, Bennett. Henry, don't let go of my elbow. I'm not too steady. Uh, Miss Bennett, I'm Henry's father. Oh, how do you do, Mr. Alden? Uh, Would you believe it? I haven't been on skates in ten years. You haven't? Uh, Miss Bennett, we have a problem. Yes. Uh, that is, Henry has a problem. Uh, that is, uh, well, I know it isn't ethical, but we're sort of stuck on that trapezoid. Uh, trapezoid? What, uh, what trapezoid? The one that's our homework for Monday. Henry, did I give a problem about trapezoid? Gee whiz, sure, you wrote it on the blackboard. I did? I haven't taken up trapezoids with the class yet. <laughs> what? Well, she hasn't taken it up. Oh, boy. I meant to get into them this past week, but somehow I just put it off and put it off. Miss Bennett, do you mean to say... Do you mean to say... Mr. Aldrich, you're letting go of my arm. Father! Ah! Miss Bennett! Yes, Alice. Are you all right on the couch? I'm fine. Is that easy chair comfortable, Henry? <laughs> yes, Mother. Would either of you like another blanket? No, thank you. No, thanks, Mother. Well, I just want you both to know I think it was a very brave thing to do. Brave? Yes, pulling Miss Bennett out of the water like that. We didn't do it to be brave. Miss Bennett was holding on to us for dear life. We rescued her in self-defense. Dear, I know better. Father, are you really going to take me out of school if Miss Bennett stays at Central High? I haven't decided. Sam, don't you think you ought to cool off first? Alice, I'm as cooled off as I'll ever be. Incidentally, Sam, did you find out what a trapezoid is? Uh, Yes, Alice, a trapezoid is a... A trapezoid... uh, Well, Alice, do you see that lampshade over the dining room table? The one that sort of tilts? Yes, that's a perfect example of a trapezoid. You know, Father, it just occurred to me. It's been hanging over our heads all day. Hey, Henry. In here, Homer. Well, I'll get the phone. Hi, Ken, old timer. Here's my geometry book. Boy, Homer, you sure took your time. I couldn't help it. My father and I just got through cleaning off the walls. The walls? Boy, you should have seen the way his can splashed when it landed. <laughs> 
Sure, what's this all over your book? Shellac. What? Do you think that's in bad shape? You ought to see my father. My mother says it's the first time in his life he got his hair to stay down. Cleary on the phone. Cleary? Yes, he called to say you weren't at the office either. Alice, what did you tell him? I told him you were flat on your back. Oh, good. So he said not to let you up. He'd be right over with the book. What? Alice! Here's hoping you'll be in your living room in hours next week at the same time. Good night, folks. Ezra Stone as Henry with Jackie Kelk as Homer. It's written by Norman Kilcar and Ed Jurist with music by Jack Miller. Mr. and Mrs. Aldrich are House Jameson and Catherine Roth. The Commonwealth Savings Bank of Australia, the bank for all the family, takes present presenting the show for all the family. Life with Dexter, starring Willie Fennell as Dexter Dutton. Or just a rainy day Be sure to save the friendly Commonwealth way So listen to this advice and start right today To bank Commonwealth Bank Commonwealth Bank Commonwealth Bank As you all know by now, Steve Gallagher's business is selling second-hand motor vehicles And recently, business hasn't been terribly brisk One evening, a couple of weeks ago, Steve called in on Dexter to talk about his troubles. Oh, I tell you, Dicky boy, things is crook. Business has gone off. Oh, gone off, has it? <laughs> Mate, it's gone off more than a stale tin of fish and prawns. Mm. I've sold one second-hand vehicle in the last three weeks. Got it back. Yeah. Well, Steve, if you can't sell cars, nobody can. I've yet to see a better salesman than you who can swindle a prospect... I, I mean, who can, who can sell a prospective customer. Yeah, well, uh, it ain't that I've lost my style, you know, Dex. When a prospect comes into my yard, he's gone before he knows he can say broken-down bomb. Well, if that's the case, how can business be so bad? If you sell every customer that comes into your yard, what are you complaining about? No customers. No one comes in as a prospect. Oh. Take today. Only four blokes come into the place all day. Four? Yeah. Well, then you should have sold four cars. But none of the blokes was prospects. One come to collect some money, one wanted a drink of water, one wanted directions to find a street, and the other wanted to use me washroom. Well, Steve, I, I, I believe you've come to the right man for advice. What you need is an eye-appealing campaign. Yeah? Yeah, what you need is an improved public relations deal. What you need is a highly pressurised piece of promotion. What I need is customers. Well, of course you need customers, but... When money's tight, customers don't come to you. You've got to go to them. Me go to them? You mean I should knock on doors and say, Madam, may I please step inside? I have here in my sample case a fine range of second-hand vehicles in assorted colours. Oh, <laughs> nothing of the kind. When I say go to the people, I don't mean go to the people. I mean go to the people. Oh. Got it? No. <laughs> I'm talking about advertising. Look, I've been in advertising for years now, and it's the life's blood of business. Uh, what is there I don't know about advertising? Nothing. What is there I can be told about advertising? Nothing. What is there I can't advise on regarding advertising? Nothing. How much would it cost me if I do some advertising? Nothing. Oh, no. I, I don't mean that, no. Uh, what I mean is advertising costs money, naturally, but it's worth it. You see, Steve, to sell more of your product than the next man, you've got to advertise. You've got to spend money to make money. Advertising is the life's blood of business. You already said that. Oh, did I? Yeah. I? yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. I'll say it again and again and again. Okay. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead what? Say it again and again and again. Well, advertising is the life's blood of business. Uh, advertising is the life's blood of business. That's only twice. You forgot the end again. Oh, advertising is the... Oh, shut up! <laughs> Thank you.
uh, yeah, these are the final figures, Steve. And allowing 12.5% for Prentice Advertising, your outlay for a small advertising campaign would... Hey, uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. What's Prentice Advertising got to do with it? What's Prentice Advertising got to do with it? Yeah. Oh, Gallagher, I happen to work for Prentice Advertising. And if I come up with some creative ideas to promote your business, uh, I'll, it'll naturally have to be done through through the firm. Well, I don't see why. Well, I... As a matter of fact, Dexter, neither do I. Oh. I mean, you can help Steve without, well, without it going through your office. Jesse, I'm employed by Prentice. I work for him. You're employed by him, dear, but the rest is exaggeration. <laughs> but on your chest. <laughs> Well, there's no reason whatever why you can't devise a small advertising idea for a friend without bringing Mark or your office into it. My dear, sweet, naive wife, permit me to inform you that Mark Prentice pays me a substantial salary because I'm a competent advertising man with outstanding creative ability. He remunerates me for the really good ideas I produce. Oh, now, Dexter, please... Mark pays you for, for generally assisting to organise things. What good ideas did you ever produce? Jesse, he produced two kids and that was a good idea. <laughs> Look, oh, Jesse, if you don't appreciate and respect your husband's talents, then it's a very poor state of affairs. Oh, Dexter, dear, look, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry you should Well, be. it's just that I get mad when you get all arty-smarty. Oh, not arty-smarty. Your friend smarty. Steve is here for a little help and guidance, and he wouldn't be here if he didn't consider you to be a good advertising man. Right. Oh. Well, I know you're a good advertising man, but I like to pull you down a peg when you carry on like a, a dehydrated genius. Hey, who's a dehydrated genius? Uh, oh, hi, Mr. Gallagher. Hi, Ash. Hey, look, Ash, uh, see if you can knock your old man down off his perch a bit, will you? I only want him to come up with a gimmick to advertise and pep up me business. Oh, Pop, that should be easy for you. All right, it is easy for me, but, well, it, it's the principle of the thing. Steve, if you had a broken leg, you wouldn't go to see a doctor friend and ask him to fix it in his spare time when he wasn't working. Dexter, if I had a broken leg, I don't reckon I'd go anywhere. Dexter, I'm rather ashamed of you. If you wanted a new second-hand car, the first person you'd see would be Steve. The last person I'd see would be Steve. Hey, Steve once sold his own brother a car for 260 pounds. Yes, well, that sounds cheap enough. Oh, yeah, the poor man drove it away, and as he was passing the next car yard, he saw the same model car selling for 210. Jackie boy, that wasn't my fault. Oh, but that's not the whole story, Jesse. Steve's brother went into the other yard and put a deposit on the car price to 210 and then took the one he was driving back to Steve's yard. Uh, uh, yeah, well, uh, <clears throat> Steve offered him 180. Oh, heck! Oh, Steve, is this true? Yeah, yeah, but it's not half as bad as it seems. Oh, no. I'd never have done it to a friend, but this was me brother. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and my brother's even a bigger swindler. I mean, he's a big swindler. Oh, dear. Oh, look, Steve, disregarding everything, I, I don't suppose I can just stand by and see a friend with business problems going without any help and assistance. If it's inexpensive but brilliant advertising you want, then I suppose I'll have to come up with something inexpensive but brilliant. Well, Tar, but if it's too much strain on your million-dollar brain cells, don't bother. It's no bother at all. Now, let me think. Uh, I have to think what might be a good way to tackle this thing for a start. Steve, mm -hmm. do you ever take advertising space in the newspapers? Oh, only about half inch in the Saturday classifieds. Uh, say, look, how about a double-page spread in the local Asheville Times? Aye, 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 aye. Hey, wait a minute, Steve. The, uh, the boy might have something. Yeah? If we took the whole centre double-page... And I designed a special clever layout with a, a picture and a few startling words oh, to say... Oh, look, Dickie boy, what can we find to say about Gallagher's car yard to fill up two old pages? Ah, now, that's where you're missing out, Steve. That's where my advertising know-how comes to the rescue. Mm -hmm. The secret of getting knockout impact from a double-page spread in a local paper is not the space you use, but the space you don't use. Does that make you think? It makes me think you've got some space in your skull you don't use. Listen, we take a double page, right? Uh, on the left page is nothing but a small photo of a second-hand car, 
smack in the middle of the page. Uh-huh. Now, opposite, on the right-hand page, is nothing but a, a few brief, startling words. Again, smack in the middle. In the middle. Yeah, imagine masses of, of blank white paper surrounding both the car photo and the message. And what's the message? Uh, well, that's yet got to come to me here. It'll be smart, aggressive, witty, to the point, and electrifying. Uh, just let me concentrate now. Uh, let him concentrate. Uh, now, if we say uh, the car on the left... He's concentrating. Uh, just let me think. Uh, I've got it. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to say that. Well, I've said it. I've got it, and it's a beauty. What? Look, Dex. A photo of the car on the left page ought to be a photo of your car, Hector. Hector? Well, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, and on the right page, we have the few electrifying words with an arrow pointing across to Hector. Yeah, oh, that's good. And the words say something like, like, uh... Like, at Gallagher's car yard, you'll never cop anything like that. Yes, at of people are still a bit shy when it comes to banking. Some people think that banks are places where you can only go when you have a lot of money to deposit. Well, that's not the case of the Commonwealth Savings Bank. This bank provides services for everybody, from the person with a large account to the person who only wants a deposit a few shillings each week. The staff are pleasant, friendly people who claim service whether you're opening an account with a shilling or a thousand pounds. Try it yourself. There's nothing difficult about opening a Commonwealth Savings Bank account. Here's all you have to do. Go to any office of the Commonwealth Savings Bank, go to the inquiry counter, ask to open an account. The friendly staff will fill out the forms, get your signature, and in a few minutes, you're in business. You're banking with friends when you bank Commonwealth. Well, how'd you go tonight with Dexter, Steve? Oh, we had a bit of an airbash. Dexter got a few ideas, but it was all too expensive. Morty. Yeah? Do you know how much a double spread costs a bloke? Well, I know yours cost you a fortune in beer. A double page spread in the newspaper. Oh. In the local Asheville rag, it's worth 98 quid. Oh, dear. Oh, well, it might be worth it if you sell ten cars in one week. That's the way things are going. You'll soon be lucky to sell one car in ten weeks. The way things is going, I don't feel like taking a punt with 98 quid. Oh, no, of course not, no. Mind you, you'll take a punt for that much money every year feeding it through the poker machines, won't you? You'll lose more than that back of nags that run backwards. You lost nearly double that not long ago when you put, put into that big two-up game. All right, all right. But I ain't spending dough foolishly. Dex has given some more thought to working out some cheaper sorts of advertising lurks. Somehow I've just got to increase my car sales. Listen, I know what you could do. You could sell the cars you've got at the yard for half the price you paid for them. What? I wouldn't make any money that way. Awful lot of sales. Oh. <laughs> oh, not that. I got that from Jolly Jerry this morning on the breakfast session. Nobody was glad to get rid of it. I thought I'd tell you to cut out and listen to that Jolly Jerry for character. I can't stand him, Jolly Jerry. You've got a crush on him, too. No, I have not got a crush on Jolly Jerry, Jerry Jolly. And now I'm true to you, love. Now, look, you're just getting cranky about everything on account of you've lost your touch selling cars. That'll be the day, Morty, when I lose my touch. No one's in the race with me when it comes to touching people. No, that's your trouble. <laughs> You know, people are frightened to come near your car yard because you're such a touch merchant. Uh, i got to get a new angle to grab Saturday morning customers again. Even Joe Wilkie's getting more Saturday business than me. Hey, oh, wait a minute. Listen, I think I've got it. Yeah? Now, here's an idea. Now, what about a stunt? Hmm? Listen, you could have six gorgeous young bathing beauties wearing bikinis and walking around your car yard on Saturday morning serving ice-cold drinks. Oh, say, Morty, that's mighty. Would you let me do it? Not on your life. It's a good idea, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, you ought to team up with your mate, Jolly Jerry and Merry Morty.
Sergeant Dex. They asked me to call in again tonight. What ideas have you got for me? Steve, I am devising a fantastic stunt to end all stunts. Mm. I've just got one little loose end to tie up and then I'll give it to you. Well, while you're tying up the loose end, you ought to tighten up the loose screw, eh? <laughs> yeah, in a few minutes when I divulge this masterpiece, you'll retract all those facetious remarks. Good on you, son. Now, it sounds like you might be coming up with something promising. <laughs> this is beautiful. What's the general gen of the idea? Well, the general gen is that uh, you're going to give away a free motor car. Well, that sounds pretty... Hey, I'm going to jump off the end of what? You are going to present some lucky person with a free car. If I am, the lucky person will be a kid, and the free motor car will be when you wind up with a clockwork key. Oh, no. No, it's nothing like that. Oh, boy, I'm glad you're here, Mr. Gallagher. Look, I've just written something that's going to put Gallagher's car out on the map. Good on you, good on you. What is it, Ash? <clears throat> I like Gallagher's car yard. Gallagher's car yard for me. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. We don't want anything well, like that. Well, what's wrong with it? If you use that commercial, you'll be set like a jelly. Oh, <laughs> oh I like Gallagher's car yard. Oh, it's Morty. Oh, Hello, Morty. Morty. Hello. Hello. Oh, couldn't you stay away, Morty, love? Did you miss me? Yes, yes, I missed you like that mole I had removed once. <laughs> Steve, your wife did a wonderful thing for you while you were in here. Morty's written something terrific to, to help you advertise your business. Oh, no. Hmm? No. Morty, it, it, it's not a radio commercial. Oh, well, did you know? Oh. As a matter of fact, Morty, Ashley just wrote a radio commercial and we just heard it, but uh, I have a lot of other good plans. We're not interested oh, in... Oh, well, Ashley ready. told me he was going to have a crack at writing a singing commercial, but you see, what I've wrote is a talking dramatic one for two actors to perform. Oh, oh now, look, Morty, my business problems are something for men to work out, and I don't want to do any Steve, more... Steve, wait a minute. Look, Morty has written something, and we're going to hear it whether it's right now or after you and she have a ten-minute argument. So why don't we save a little wear and tear and hear it right now? Here, here. It's fabulous. Right now, Morty. Bang it on. Thanks. Right. Now, now listen, everybody. The idea is to get a radio station to record this commercial with a male and a female actor, see? But I've written out two copies of the script now, so as Ashley and me can give you some rough idea how it'll sound when they keep playing it over and over and over by popular request over the year. You see, it'll be it, yeah, it'll be in the right, top well, forty. You know that oh, top forty commercial. Well, I love acting. Right? Oh yes, so do I. Love the <coughs> all women are born <coughs> actresses, don't you? Right now, listen, Ashley. Tell you what you have to do, love. You have to make the sound effect noise of the car coming to a stop, right? Yeah. Can you do that, love? Yep. Yes. And you've also got to play Georgie, the young man aged about 21, all right? I'll be all right. Yes. I'll play Susan, aged 19. Oh. <laughs> Brother, is Morty going to be playing a character part? Do you mind? Now, you're right, Ash? Yeah. Right, I love. Now, listen, everybody. Get the picture. We're both in the car coming home late from a movie and you, Georgie, you pull up the car near a moonlit lake. Okay, right. Here we go. <laughs> Better get those brakes seen too, love. <laughs> now, it starts here, you know. Oh, Georgie, why are we stopping here? A good question, Susan, my little darling. It's beautiful here by the edge of the moonlit lake, don't you think? Yes, Georgie, but the time, it's so light. Little darling, what I have to ask won't take more than a few brief seconds. It's very, 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 very important question. Ah, uh, ah, uh, question? Ah, uh, ah, uh, question. I must know the answer too. And tonight. Oh, Georgie, Georgie, are you sure you want to ask it? Sure, I'm sure. Ever since we left your house this evening, I've been trying to pluck up the courage to ask you this all-important question. And now I'm going to do it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Georgie. Ask. Ah, Susan. Yes? Susan, little darling. Yes, yes. Do you like this car I bought from Gallagher's car, yeah? Uh... <laughs> Everybody, it's getting late and we're getting nowhere discussing singing commercials and dramatic commercials. 
Now, my plan's all completed, and I would like to tell it to Steve. Well, go on, Dickie boy. Let's have it. Well, thank you very much. Now, what Steve needs most is a crowd of people in his car yard next Saturday morning, right? Right. And I know how to get a crowd. Good. If this idea of mine's successful, which it will be, we can extend to future Saturday mornings, right? Right. Go on, dear. Now, Steve, you, Steve Gallagher, will be giving a free second-hand car away next Saturday morning to the person guessing the price you've put on it. What kind of a car and what kind of a price? Well, you you must have something at your yard valued at about, say, uh, between, well, 20 and 45 pounds. No, but I know where I can pick one up for 15, and I'll be pricing it at 35. There's a dear old lady owns it. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. That would be, I think, the perfect vehicle. Yes, it would, because it hasn't been seen by any of your old customers, and they won't know what price is on it. Right. Now, Steve, yes, that's the vehicle you give away. Yeah. The price of 35 pounds, or we'll say 36, or whatever it might be, will be written on a slip of paper and sealed in an envelope and deposited with the Commonwealth Bank, right? Commonwealth Bank. You'll be the only person knowing the price, and the man or woman who guesses correctly on Saturday drives the car away. Pop, it's a massive idea. Yes. Oh, I think that's real good. Oh, yeah. It's a good idea. Hold your horses, hold your horses. I'm going to be 35 smackers down the drain. You'll have a mighty crowd of prospective car buyers in your yard Saturday, and with your salesmanship, you might conceivably sell, well, six to a dozen vehicles. That's right, Steve. How can you miss? Look, people love guessing competitions. Uh, Now, look, here's the rest of the plan. Uh, I don't know. Look, someone guesses 29 pounds, we'll say. That's their guess. Well, his or her guess will be chalked up on a big blackboard with his or her name and address next to it. I like that. I like that. Then nobody will repeat the same price. And the winner won't be announced till closing time. That's it, you see. Mm. Nobody knows. And at closing time, a messenger delivers the sealed envelope to you and you proclaim the outright winner. Unnatural. A beauty. A beauty. Pop, you're a wizard. Oh, Dexter, I must admit I'm proud of you. Oh, well, I... I guess sometimes a man must give a little of his genius away for nothing. <laughs> I, I'm joking, of course. <laughs> no, well, Dexter, joking or not, this has proved to me that you are an advertising genius. You are, love. Oh, no, truly, you are. And to prove it... I'm to prove how truly grateful I am. I'm going to give you a lovely big kiss. Oh, oh now, Morty. Yes, I am. Oh, I'm going to give you a great big kiss. Hey, 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 Morty. Yeah? What do you think you're doing? What? If you're grateful, why punish the guy? <laughs> A Commonwealth Training Bank check account is a fast, safe, convenient way of managing your personal finances. When you pay by Commonwealth check, you save yourself a lot of time and bother. Now, suppose you get a bill to pay. You write out your check, put it in an envelope and post it. That's all you have to do. No cutting into your leisure time when you pay by Commonwealth Trading Bank check. No rushing about in your lunch hour or after work. No special trip to pay bills. No waiting around for receipts. Just write out a check and post it. That's all. Just think of the convenience. You can send any amount of money anywhere by Commonwealth check. Inquire at the nearest branch of the Commonwealth Trading Bank. They'll be pleased to show you how easy it is to open and use a Commonwealth check account. Keep all your banking under the one roof. Bank the most convenient way. Bank Commonwealth. Oh, come in, Morty. Oh, hi, Mrs. Gallagher. How did things go? Oh, my dear. Look, I've never put in a more exciting Saturday in my life. Oh, Jesse, it was wonderful. I've spent all day wandering around Steve's car yard watching him make us a small fortune. Oh, boy. The advertisement was a success. You had a big crowd. Yes. Oh, the old man sold five cars. 
Oh, look, I just got a lift home with Mrs. Murphy and, and, and when we left, Steve and Dex were almost ready to open the envelope and announce the winner of the free car. Oh, gee, Mrs. Gallagher, how could you leave before the announcement? Oh, yes, Morty, we're dying to know who won. Oh, me feet were killing me, love. Oh, Couldn't yeah. stand up another minute. Mm. Anyway, the men should be here any time because Millie Murphy made three calls on the way home. Oh, she's Morty. I'm so pleased the day was such a big success. Oh, it was, Jessie. Thanks to your Dexter. Well, I wish we could have all been there, but I had so much to do today. And with Janie away for the weekend, well, Ashley had to help me. Hey, mm. hey, here come Pop and Mr. Gallagher now. Oh, hi, everybody. Oh, boy, I've just got to sit down and rest these weary feet. Oh, oh, two of my dogs barking. Oh. <laughs> what a day. Five cars I sold with a good profit on each. My old Steve, oh. I'm so happy. Well, I just hope my husband realises what a good friend he's got in Dexter. Oh, I do, I do. Good on you, Dickie boy. Yeah. Today, because of you, I made 200 clear profit. Less 15 for the car. Hey, 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 who won it? Yes, yeah, who? Nobody. The car's still mine. What? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody must have won it, love. When I left, there were 40 names and guesses on the blackboard, and every amount was covered from £20 to £60. Ah, oh, well, you see, Morty, that's very true. But when Steve opened the sealed envelope, no one was the winner. Why? Why? Because written on the slip of paper was £35, 9 and 11 pence halfpenny. People have asked me about car accounts at the Commonwealth Savings. And I believe that this is one of the best services ever offered by any bank. It's the simplest method of providing for registration and insurance fees. These fees come in once a year. They are a bit of a slug. The average motorist pays about £45 a year. And yet, if you're the average motorist, you probably spend more than £45 a year on petrol and oil. Of course, you spend it in weekly amounts and you don't notice it so much. That is why we strongly recommend that you open a Commonwealth Savings Bank car account. Each week, pay into your car account. The amount is small. For £45, it's only 17 and fourpence a week. Then when registration and insurance come in, you can pay them without worry from your car account. If you have an account at the Commonwealth Savings Bank already, you can still have a car account as well. So don't delay. Open a Commonwealth Savings Bank car account tomorrow, and then every week, bank. Commonwealth. If money can buy it, saving will get it. So bank Commonwealth now. For a car or a bike or just a rainy day, be sure to save the friendly Commonwealth way. So listen to this advice and start right today to bank Commonwealth Bank. Commonwealth Bank. Commonwealth now. Life with Dexter is produced by Noel Judd and written by Willie Fennell. And this is John Dunn inviting you to enjoy life with Dexter at the same time next week from this station. And remember, you'll always enjoy life with a Commonwealth Savings Bank account. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for